0: When you say not unanimous, what does that mean? I mean that you skipped it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of One Thousand and One Album Complaints. The show where lifelong friends, lifelong musicians get together to break down, analyze records from Robert Dimery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This week is a very special episode. We're still in celebration mode. We like to really like to fate ourselves here. M- multi-week, <laughs> multi-week celebration. celebration. I like it. Well, listen, last week we did do a, a proper record, even though right. it was a record yeah, we already sure. agreed we liked. This week we're doing a little walk down memory lane in the form of some aggregate best track playlists, best tracks of the podcast so far, and in addition, worst tracks of the podcast so far. Because if you're anything like us, you really want to get in and hate listen to those, those other tracks at that's least half
2: of all my Spotify listens are hate listens that's, so. I, that's my feature suggestion for Spotify is that they need a <laughs> yes. need a hate listen mode so that mm-hmm. yeah it, that's a good like point an anti
1: the worst engine. of
0: the worst <laughs> the, this yeah. podcast has definitely fucked up all my algorithms oh it's uh, terrible yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah totally I mean
3: I like I like George Clinton a lot now because they just force feed it to me
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they just <laughs> jam it <laughs> down okay. your so Here's what we did this this week. It's, it's a little bit of a new format for us, but what we did is we had everybody here, all five of us, create ordered playlists of the top 50, the best 50 songs in order, and also the worst 25 songs. I didn't press everyone to do 50 of the worst songs. 25 felt like enough for that, for that hate listen. That's two full hours worth at least. And we did those playlists in secret, right? And they were submitted over to me, and then since then, I've scored them, and I'll explain my methodology shortly, and created an aggregate playlist. And so we're going to be revealing on air tonight what the top five of each of those the best and worst lists are. Of course, those playlists are linked in the notes of this podcast. We recommend you go in and and click to save them and listen to them. They're the best of everything we've done in this first 50 episodes of this podcast, and again, and the worst. And then, of course, I, I looked at all this data, too, and I, I came up with some other fun little things to, to talk about, interesting things I noticed.
2: I'm very excited for your data points here.
1: Are you going to do some of...
0: data visualization? Like... Right. <laughs> well,
2: it's not a visual medium, Alan, but... Uh...
0: Well, for our benefit. Right.
1: <laughs> but I, I, I did pull some interesting things out of the spreadsheet, and this was a lot of tabs on a spreadsheet, as you can imagine, which I, I really enjoyed diving <laughs> into this week. So let's talk basic methodology, and then what we're gonna do throughout the episode is we're gonna count down from number five down to one on the, both the best and worst countdown, and kind of talk about those songs. Those will be the songs we kind of sample from today. And I'll intersplice it with some other interesting notes about the, the data that I noticed. But the way I scored this is I took each of your voting ballots and I scored them kind of in reverse order. So if you voted Excellent. as a if you voted a song as your number one, I gave that 50 points. And if you voted a song as your number 50 best, I gave that one point and so on. And then I created a, a similar process for the worst songs using a similar number system, because you'll see how we want to be able to compare these later, where your worst song of all time got a negative 50 and yeah, you know, so on down the line. Okay. And then using right. those numbers, as a, that's, how, that's how I created these aggregate playlists. So the, 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 the ones with the, where we're going to be counting down the top scores from five to one. All right, and so... That's,
3: that's that's great. I thought you might do something like that, and I I, I, I hedged some bets based on a, a
1: philosophy. Oh. oh, you tried wow. to get to game played the, tried to the numbers? Game
3: well, I mean, let's be clear. Like, there are still songs <laughs> I hate, you know? But, yeah, something might have moved from, like, four to, you know,
4: two. You know, based on
0: I think what Rob failed to mention is that we're using a proprietary method for the <laughs> worst songs called the, the Eric Clapton model. <laughs> <laughs> that, I believe it's called the Eric
4: Crapton model. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: Okay, before we get into the specifics of any songs, what I wanted to ask the group by way of introductions is looking over your own best of lists. And again, not, not to really get into the specifics so much right now, but I'm curious if in going through that process, anything surprised you? Did you grow at all in your taste? I know we all encountered new discoveries of things we both love and hate through this last year of podcasts. But I'm curious if you can dive a little deeper, and maybe we can just kick it around the room and talk about what this exercise revealed
4: to you. We'll throw it to Tom first. Well, yeah, I found this exercise to be um, extremely fun. Uh, it was definitely a, a trip down memory lane in a very positive way, especially for the ones that I hated because I do get a sick pleasure out of the hate listens. But here's what I would say. I My methodology is I, I, I liked to give a little extra credit to things that I discovered that I was not previously a fan of on my best of list. And so there are some that I ranked very highly that if I'm, saying in terms of like is this an objectively better song than something else might not actually be the case but i enjoy it more because it's new to me and i I think that that really is the thing that i get the most joy out of from this podcast and some of the things that i found that i it's completely new ones that i liked, i a lot of ice cube ice cube's pretty damn dope i really gotta i gotta say i really liked ice cube (laughs) and spirit spirit Like they have some fucking bangers. I really, I really appreciated that. A lot of the other ones were stuff that I had either heard before or was like relatively familiar with. Not necessarily something that's brand new to me, but there were definitely some things that I I found to be just a breath of fresh air. Really, like they've made it onto my my regular heavy rotation, which. If you can believe that I have time out of my weekly listens of 10 times through an entire album. I was going to say, album, when yeah. do
2: you have time to enjoy music anymore?
4: <laughs> I, You know, I, I still do. Uh, part of it is I don't... I'm su- kidding. I'm I kidding. I don't subject my family to a lot of these. So it's like I listen to them on my own time. And then when we're having dinner or something like that, I put... You know, more drive stuff like that I think that they were like, oh, yeah, just, right. <laughs> just drive like Jehu on repeat. Yeah. Just the intro of that song, uh, Super Beck song. song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, not to say that that's on anyone's
0: worst list or anything.
4: <laughs> yeah. So that was basically like the newness that really mattered a lot to me. And yeah, I was surprised by how awesome Ice Cube was and uh, how awesome uh, Spirit are. Fantastic.
1: So I'm going to kick it to. Adam momentarily, but I just wanted to say that one of the data points I pulled out, and it's interesting about the way that we added up these playlists, was if we liked an album a lot, but couldn't decide on which song was such a great, you know, we we couldn't coalesce on which song was the banger on that album. I do have a list of, in aggregate, which albums were the most popular.
2: Ah, very cool. In
1: some ways, that tracks with the top songs on the list, but in a couple other ways, and Spirit would be one of those examples. It's a, it was a very popular album in terms of overall point voting, but we couldn't exactly coalesce on which song. You know what I mean? Like one of the individual songs didn't necessarily crack the top ten. So, And similarly, Drive Like Jay, Hughes Yank Crime is on the unpopular list. <laughs> I really wonder why. Yeah, Can't so imagine. palatable. Hey, Adam, easy listen. Adam, tell, us, yeah, so tell th- us how this process worked for you.
2: Yeah, so this is Adam, and as I review the, the 50 that I sent over Rob... There's a couple new ones on here, there's a couple challenging ones, but for the most part, as I'm looking at this, it turns out I think that this was just an exercise in confirmation bias for me, which is, <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of tunes that, you know, I knew and I loved and I still know and I love them, but now it is sprinkled in there with some some fun new finds for me. Again, I, I feel like I'm probably the least uh, listened person on the podcast in terms of, of uh, having heard some of these and stuff. So a lot of new albums for me, but yeah, for the most part, I feel like it's just falling into my standard wheelhouse.
4: All seventies rock, basically. <laughs> <All> so- <laughs> just Boston <Yes>. on repeat.
2: <laughs> it is. It's just all, all, uh, Doobie brothers in Boston.
1: Another thing I was looking for in this was how many points of absolute unanimous agreement we had. And it was, can you guess how many times that happened on a song by song basis?
0: Like in other two, words, like all of just had the same song for number two. Songs example, that were order. listed
1: on
4: every single person's playlist, either the best or the worst. Uh, a dozen. Oh, I think there's probably I think there's probably five of them on the worst that are that are the same. Shared. And maybe shared, yeah. maybe five on the top on the fifty best. Nope. It's
1: significantly less than that. There were only really? three unanimous votes on the best of list and one unanimous mm, vote wow. on the worst of list. Well, I'm looking wow. forward to that. Yeah. Okay. But let's let's kick it on over to Alan. How did how did this process work for you?
0: Yeah, this is interesting. I will say it It gave me some sympathies, maybe the wrong word, but the people who put these lists together, these Rolling Stone oh, lists right. and, yeah. you know, or even and, you know, Robert Dimery, like say what you want about their their methods or how they do it. Or I, I think it's a little bit of a, you know, bullshit to to say a song is the best song of all time, for example. But I found it difficult to balance like what's something that I think is good versus that maybe it has some kind of significance in music. In coming up with my list, I also tried to keep it a, a little bit balanced, right? Almost intentionally, right? Because I think we made a joke last time about, you know, you know, of course, you could put like five Beatles songs as the top five or something like that. And then you could go five Pink Floyd songs or whatever, it, you know, but that's really not very fun, I think, to do that. However, in looking at my top like five, there, there's like a saying in, you know, the people who do predictions for like March Madness. They, they call it to go chalk, meaning to like pick all the number one seeds to advance to the final four. Like I feel like I went chalk a little bit with a few surprises sprinkled in. Excellent. All right. Excellent.
1: All right, Phil, you're last up.
3: So, as I mentioned, I did sort of stack the deck a little, specifically on the the hate list. Not because uh, I necessarily hated a song significantly more. It's like hate is like... You're just, you know, you're just out in the ocean. You don't know which way land is. It's all the same. It's all hate, right? <laughs> so I maybe, I maybe sort of organized those a little around, you know, trying to pad some stats, try to get some interesting <laughs> talking points maybe into the hate list. Now on the good list, I sort of chunked it up, right? I sort of just like tried to manage it into sort of like a top third, you know, middle third other songs I really liked. And I definitely did find myself maybe when comparing those sections, maybe choosing to advance maybe a less popular song of a record. Because I thought like, man, if you've really never heard anything by, say Pink Floyd, right? This song is really like, this is really still something else, right? Like, this this really surprise you? Uh, You know, I think a surprise for me. Well, maybe not a surprise, but yeah, I think it really reaffirmed how, how much, how highly I hold some of those top nineties records. And, you know, just again, uh, just yeah, like yeah. some yeah. of a personal bias. Right?
0: That's actually a great point that I, I really didn't give much credence into the time period distribution online. But I bet if I look back, it would be some pretty egregious patterns, I think, to that end.
2: 90s and 70s that's yeah it. <laughs> pretty much that's what the aggregate is telling us those are the periods of time <laughs> yeah. we enjoy well this is this, hilarious
1: this is this is Rob here we're gonna get right into the countdown I'll just say that I followed something if I reflect on it I think my process was a little closer to Adam's which is to say confirmation bias I can see the seeds of many new discoveries on my list but the ones that have really been with me the longest I still feel are the best for whatever reason. And maybe another thought, and this might come up as a theme as we talk about some of these songs. I haven't, I realized that even the new songs I discovered that I like, I haven't changed what I like. I like rock music and I like songwriting. These are very important concepts to me. So, you know, those are the it tend to be the things I picked, whether they were new or old. But let's not delay any longer. Let's get right into the top five best songs now keep in mind there's a whole playlist of 50 here in correct order it's coming in at number five the fifth best song of all the songs we've covered on this podcast in 50 episodes with 133 total points but not unanimous i should point out it's rage against the machines bomb track (laughs)
0: definitely on my list when you say not unanimous what does that mean i mean that you skipped it Alan. Uh-oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well listen i i felt like it would be too obvious if i just <laughs> totally stuffed my ballot with rage songs so um, but you Something will hear no argument go. from me that this belongs up there <laughs> all right any anyone from
1: the group on what makes this good
3: Oh man, I, it just rips so hard. I love the way it, the drop-in comes. I also the way, love the way it sets up and sort of like E major and then hits you real hard with this F-sharp minor thing that you don't see coming. It's totally badass.
0: I've heard Tom Morello talk before. I don't know if I mentioned this in a, in a former podcast, but he has like this masterclass. So my work gifted me like a masterclass subscription and he talks about his, how you write songs and he talks about F-sharp just being like, the rock key and that you like, can't fuck up. Like I,
2: I, Oh, cause you can open up to your E and get those badass Yeah. Bar-go, oh, bar-go.
0: Yeah. Get the low seven. And cool. you can even, yeah, you can like drop D and kind of get some shit in there too.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. But this song, even though I did not have this on my list, like Rob, I always think about you, you saying having patience is like a sign of a smart band that is willing to like build up the suspense and th- I feel like there's a lot of build up. It's a good like forty five seconds of this bass riff, for, for sure, doubled with a guitar riff before it kicks in. And there's definitely a solid you know payoff there. And then after oh, when well, that, that it kicks just rocks in, hard
4: Whew, that kick in is sure. out of control. I also love the little bridge that yeah, with the dead strings, like one of the best uses of dead strings. It really it sounds like cars crashing or something. When you' like, oh, they're like ghost notes, yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: this is this this is a good example of one that I picked too. Like this was on my so high, This is very high on my list, and it's very high on my list because I feel like if you've literally never heard Rage Against the Machine somehow, you're, you you came out of the cave. I feel like this might actually be the easiest path to conversion
4: today. Right. Oh, Bomb Track actually was the third Rage Against the Machine song on my list. I had two other Rage songs above this one, so I'll be interested to to see if any of those rate, I doubt that they will.
1: So, And I should have mentioned one other thing, which is maybe for all these songs, I'll point out that we weren't all on all the other podcasts. So Alan actually wasn't in the Rage Against the Machine podcast, meaning everything you say, Alan, is inherently new information, if anything you want to say about that track. I'll try to give that prompt for all the songs to follow similarly. But one thing I will say is... To me, and, and uh, the aggregate list reflects this, as you'll see soon enough, is that opening tracks hold a special place in our hearts. Ah, oh, mm, opening okay. track. I mean, and not only an opening track, but the opening track on the come-out
2: album, the debut album. Right, the debut
1: song, this is the a debut album. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, I think that makes sense because, especially if we're talking, you know, obviously that's something of significance to our childhood and. As our 70s, even though we didn't grow up in the 70s, that was sort of the music we got hooked on growing up. So I think there's that, like, emotional connection and nostalgia, that, like, feeling of popping on that CD and having that be the first song set, sets a tone. Okay. Let's pivot
1: right over from the best to the countdown of the worst. Let's just, let's mix our chocolate and our vanilla right away here. <laughs> We're going to start counting down the top five worst songs in aggregate from our voting ballots.
4: Are they all crapped songs?
1: Starting, no. Starting with number five, coming in at negative 162 points. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I actually went, this is how dedicated I am, guys. I went through and listened back to some of these podcasts and I pulled some quotes out. So of right. this song, Tom said, the thing that stuck out to me most was not the terrible lyrics, because, to be sure, they are terrible, <laughs> but it's the delivery of those lyrics. Hmm.
3: Ooh, can I guess? Sure. Is this a Bee Gees song? Feels like a Bee Gees comment.
1: Nope. This okay. is this is Milky Cereal by L.L. <laughs> oh, yeah. <man>. Uh, <laughs> Milky Cereal. Yeah, check Milky. this out here.
0: Pebbles, times was rough. She was turning tricks to get a cuckoo puff. Her mind was
4: gone, but she turned me on. In fact, she was wearing an Applejack hat with a full length fox and some pink Bobby socks. Her father had a greedy disease, fried chicken pox. We called him Hungry Jack. He talked like Poxin and he dressed like the Mac. He invited me out to lunch with an old army buddy at his Captain Crunch. The waiter said, Jack, what would you like today? He said, I don't know this, make it special, okay? He said, cool, came back with the order. Yeah, there were some oh, real stinkers
2: on that record. Well, yeah, yeah, he's got this, yeah, that line Maybe. where he, he, he <laughs> sounds like he's impersonating like a person with some, you know, mental deficiencies <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's just yeah. awful. So, wow. so again,
1: Alan, you, you missed this one. So anything you want to comment on Milky Cereal will, will inherently be new. But I, I gave it another listen I this nothing. week.
0: I, like, just it's the name so, alone, what else do you need to know?
1: <laughs> it's a cereal-based rap song, and everything is shoehorned in to the max. But, yes. but one of the things that caught my ear this time listening to it was these... Where you have this... You must know in the studio how ridiculous a song it is, but the opening of the song, they still have to like, hype it up like you're about to hear a jam. <laughs> In the vocal booth,
2: you know, As you start talking about name brand cereals.
4: Well, and also, how do you make a song about children's cereal and right. have it be per and perverted, make it sexual? It's so right. right? Sexual and like not good Barry White sexual. It's not you know like uh, Teddy Pennergrass closes the door sexual. Right. It's like you know like oh my god, that guy in the subway is like has his hand down his pants while he's looking at me sexual. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he must have a thing for rapping about food, because in the song Mr. Good Bar, which I had on my list, which I'm happy to divulge because I don't think it's going to show up as well. Wait, this was on your good list? No, no, my shit list. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. No, no, I said, yeah. So he has a line that says, I'm in the mood for a tuna melt. Like, that's actually a line in a rap song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I,
1: yeah. There was
0: just, a whole bologna salami
1: rhyme too, wasn't there? In another song, maybe. I, I remember us talking about it, but I can't recall. That was in which... the Nana Cherry song. Nenna Chocolate, Cherry.
4: bananas, donuts, and salami. Eat. Salami, hey, you're so have, lame. Can you full of bologna. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Get the gabagool. Yeah. You know, I get these terrible food-based songs mixed up. You know.
3: <laughs> I I remember this record. Mama said, "Knock you out, being One of the more polar records i felt like there were some really awesome tracks on here and then just you know two-thirds garbage
1: this it's funny you mention that because another thing i looked at was most like the highs and lows records which records had the biggest spread of votes did you,
3: votes you do for this in r how'd you do this how'd you end bad just just excel
2: <laughs> just okay. excel bunch of bunch of data <laughs> well, scientists on the line here Phil your geek is showing (laughs) cover it up a little bit there man
1: and I wondered well one wonders if you must are we being harder on the records that have good songs like for instance Rage Against the Machine was one of the top records where it had a lot of negative points for I believe the song is called settle for nothing but then it also had a lot of positive points because obviously the rest of the record is basically flawless yeah, <laughs> do you know do, are we are we are we giving are we holding them to a higher standard? Some other examples would be mm. Synchronicity, Jagged Little Pill, Let It Be
4: kind of had a big range too. Yeah, yeah. I mean there is that sort of that cognitive dissonance almost of like you go from just an absolute banger to absolute garbage and it the 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 drop off the precipice feels so much worse. If it was, you know, if you threw Settle for nothing in the middle of that Nana Cherry album, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, it's par for the chorus. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's just song as terrible as everything else. Yeah. It's so egregious amongst all the other awesome songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like,
2: I know you're capable of good, you know.
1: Okay. Let's move right along back to our best of number four best song of the first 50 podcasts and our first unanimously voted for track. Ooh. All right. I, have a, I have a pull quote here from our last discussion about it about this song Adam said it's sonically gorgeous super spacious and the vocal is bone dry and then he and Phil went on to praise the bass drum attack for five years. <laughs> I know exactly what this song is
2: it's wait, Fiona wait. Apple's opening track right That's correct Sleep to Dream right. Sleep to Dream All from nice. 1996
5: I tell you how I feel, but you don't care. I say, tell me the truth, but you don't dare. You say love is a hell you cannot bear. And I say, give me my back, and then go there for all I care. I got my feet on the ground, and I don't go to sleep, To dream. You got your head in the clouds, you're not alone what you seem
3: this man's body.
1: Unanimously voted for. Although Tom, you were absent on that podcast, so have at it, dude.
4: This song is a killer. I've been re-listening to this one just on my own. That opening stripped down, just with the drums and like the he's even doing like the the side of the drum hit for the clicks on there, mm-hmm. and the way that it again it comes out as a statement. It really. Gets across the entirety of what Fiona Apple's trying to put across in one song that is beautifully put together. Great sort of like bridge that's still kind of, you know, you dancing around the same chords that she uses for most of the song. Really tasteful extension of, she does that, that, um, that thing leading into the the chorus, where she's like, uh, You know, I said, Give me mine back and then go there for all I care. I got my feet on the ground. And that's like into the chorus. And then later on in the song, she extends that just by one more around, one more sure, like, chord. Yeah. Yep. Super tasteful. It's just like the amount of taste that she had to have for being so young on that track and coming out so aggressive. One thing I realized in my re listening to this is that I had always in my mind been singing the chorus as this righteous body and this voice will not be stifled by your devious ways as opposed to this mind this body and this voice and i don't know why i just always had righteous body in there and i you know had always connected it was like you do kind of have a righteous body <laughs> <do> you know? <laughs> <If> your body <laughs> is righteous it makes more sense this mind this body you know she didn't seem like the kind of person that was going to call her own body righteous. There, but was, the, a, right. yeah.
3: there was a hilarious... I, I thought the Alanis Mars <laughs> song said, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had baked for you. I had baked for you, yeah. For you, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we all just can't hear 90s female yeah. L- lyrics. Yeah, well, this we were 15. You know? it's it's the tinnitus yeah, setting in, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. yeah th- this, this
3: song is super cool. I think it does a very cool thing too. And it's like, it's just very direct. Like you said, Adam, it has that bone dry vocal and that sort of being like the backdrop behind the drum beat. Like it actually, it's almost like it's a cappella, right? There's no, there's nothing like sort of surrounding it, right? That just creates a lot of ambiguity. Uh, and it comes in and just, you know, a really beautiful, but still very direct way.
1: Yeah. I remember personally, and I'll say, I know we're all nostalgic for the nineties, in a variety of ways but this is an example of a record and a song that i had not heard before we listened to it for the podcast just didn't didn't, here. didn't own this Same cd here. and really really struck me as as classic uh, right off the bat as well I, I i was familiar with shadow boxer and criminal the other kind of big hits on that one but this one
2: i knew i was in for a good week as soon as this came on now rob we are we around like are there were there 5 over 500 songs in contention here as we worked our way through? I, I maybe even over 550 I think is the the number of songs that we have basically covered uh in the la- in the first 50 weeks, right? It's got to be at
1: least that many. Yeah, I don't have an exact yeah. number for you, but if you count up all the albums that we've covered and we also included and people voted for stuff that came up from Guilty Pleasures episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're, yeah, it's a lot. So Alan, you're, you're not off the hook for liking Smooth just yet.
4: I was going to say, I forgot about that. I would have put Smooth on there. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Well, are you I saying
2: forgot. that's the number one best? Yes, my number one would have been.
0: Don't, don't give away the... the... Oh,
2: just, just wanted to get that
1: dig in there. <laughs> so yeah, we, we've sorted through a lot it. for you here, audience. You really should take it seriously when we say these are the... the the 25 worst in the top 50. This is right. this is quality, quality hateless and material. <laughs> okay, let's flip back to the the worst. Uh, these, these are really fun to go through. So we're on number four of the uh, of the top 25 worst of all those songs. At one, negative 172 points, I should point out that both Alan and Adam were absent for this episode. So feel free to speak up, especially if you know the tune. Alan, this did make your list. It didn't make Adam's list and about this song in our last conversation phil said the moment the song starts they lost me i'm talking like second number two
0: i know what song this is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be the fucking bg song <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> all right i only say this sorry not to give away the game but like i was not on that album or was not on the episode but as i was listening back to things I literally wrote a note that said, "I knew within two seconds that this song was." Good. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a direct quote okay. from my notebook. The song is called "Remembering."
5: This song sucks so bad. So <laughs> I never really wanna be alone. I had a woman once in my life, but now she's flown. Keep all my life. when you were
1: my wife. Pretty pretty hilarious. Okay. Any, anyone want to say anything about remembering? Adam, did you have a chance to listen to that? Because if you haven't, if, if, for some I, reason. I just,
2: listen, I just listened to it right now. And the quote is absolutely accurate. The first two seconds. Like, what the
4: hell? <laughs> I it's just yeah.
2: like.
1: They
4: got Kermit the Frog to some think, for the vocalist <laughs> at the beginning. What the hell was that?
1: The vocal <laughs> affect all over this record. Oh. I remember being totally ridiculous. And these guys are good <laughs> singers.
3: I remember there being something particularly heinous about this. Like, maybe does he say remembering like 50,000?
4: Oh, times? remembering all my life. It's so terrible. That's the chorus of the song.
3: Is this, is this, is, I. I'm, like, glancing at the lyrics now. Is this the one where he's, like, bummed out about the wife
4: he... It's the left? Wistful yeah. Divorce song. Yeah, yeah, it's the Wistful, Wistful, Wistful Divorce, Divorce song. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's a, listen, it's a must-hate listen, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. So
2: bad. Ten seconds in, and you, you I'm hooked. <laughs> I want to I continue
0: and see what you Can it get? I feel very validated because I... Well done, I Alan. couldn't hate that song more, and to hear that it was universally hated, I feel like my like, my tastes are calibrated.
3: The best thing about that record is the cover art.
4: Uh, I think the best thing about that record is the song they stole from Crosby, Still Spanish, and Young. It's by far the best part of that record which if you guys, if Adam and, and Alan are not familiar, uh, there is a song on that record called Don't Want to Live Inside Myself, which is essentially just that CSNY song, Helpless. It's the exact oh, same. same chords and the exact same uh, vocal melody for the verse. It's the exact same. And they came out within a year of each other. So it was like Deja Vu came out, and then a year later they put out Trafalgar, and it's literally just like uh, – yeah. that's
2: unbelievable it's, i'm just listening to it now that's unreal dude, the ultimate yeah.
0: troll would have been if CSNY did like a disco album a few hours later <laughs> a few years later <laughs> just to, hours you know, later. Hours, <laughs> hours is much more
3: tuesday night like this record dropped today we gotta get something out. this is Tomorrow, the
4: thing that is crazy <laughs> this was the bg's what like ninth or eleventh album and it was pre-disco they had not done a disco album yet. They're still yeah. 3 albums away from disco on this album. I'm it's fucking glad they made it to disco, man,
0: because <laughs> yeah, this
3: this song Don't Want to Live Inside Myself is such a terrible rip-off of Helpless and it doesn't even do the cool thing on the third chord, right? To like the the money note. It leaves it out. <laughs> they're, they're they're known
1: for stripping the coolness out of things. <laughs> How do we make it more like a medieval balladeer? <laughs> Nice.
5: Is there
3: some historical naval battle we can (laughs)
1: reference? (laughs) Okay, let's go back to the top. Let's go back to the good songs. This really, this one shouldn't come as a big surprise. This is number three on the top 50 of all the songs. 550 plus, coming in at 159 points, so a decent spread from the Fiona Apple one. Almost unanimous. Phil, you left it out. Mm -hmm. but again alan you weren't here for this podcast and i'll give you a quote from both me and tom on this one see if you can guess rob said if you somehow don't believe in this record by this track what is wrong with you you don't actually like rock and roll tom said this song rocks so hard it is unfathomable
4: that something can rock harder than this oh man i know exactly what this is i got an idea this is killing in the name (laughs) That is correct. Yeah. Killing in the yeah. Name, Rage uh, Against the Machine,
1: Track 2, after we've already put Track 1 <laughs> on the list. Yeah, seriously.
4: From, Damn. What the hell is wrong with those guys? <laughs> guys?
1: Wow. When you're good, you're good. Yeah, you're to make <laughs> Damn, good Listen, man. I still agree with both those sentiments. I think they're both amazing, amazing rock songs.
0: I think Killing in the Name is probably like it's almost a perfect song. It has a great intro, it has great build up, has a great solo, it has energy. I will say the the end gets a little bit you know, it's a little much, but it's it's as close to a perfect song as I think you can you can have.
1: Speaking of that end, I think it's the best I think it's the best use of that kind of immature anger, angst
4: maneuver that they do a few times on that album it it lands the best there yeah and he has you know of all the uh, that he delivers on the album. I think that the after he goes
5: motherfucker, uh, that
4: might yeah, be the best yeah, yeah. Uh, on
1: the album. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> pretty. That's the Wilhelm scream of <laughs> It's
4: the James Hetfield.
3: Yeah, yeah it's, it's Hetfield. That's Hetfield yeah. level. He, 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 oh.
4: Wow, it's two Rage Against the Machine songs in the top five. That's right. I, I thought we were trying to grow with this podcast. We, I know. Yeah, we yeah. Turns out we we really. really yeah. We're a group of middle-aged uh, guys. Yeah, that's, yeah, this really is A bunch number two
0: is Nana Cherry for the top. We're, <laughs> yeah. I think you'll change your tune.
4: I was gonna say we're a bunch of like white property owners that are just like, yeah, fuck the system, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Free> movie. Yeah. <laughs> Can you really own property though? If you think about it, yeah, I, I guess my bank technically owns the house I live in, <laughs> and will for many, 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 many years.
1: Yeah. Well. All of these are American dreams. <laughs> 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 okay, let's go back to the worst of list. Coming in at number three. We still don't have a unanimous vote here, by the way. Phil, for some reason, left this office. List. This was Robin Tom's official worst song of their list. And of this song, Adam says, The core pattern's not good. It's not at all compelling or enjoyable. And... The melody on top of it—it it feels like it feels like there was an opportunity there, but it sounds like the singer doesn't know what the melody is. <laughs> Can I guess? Yeah, sure. We'll
3: see your guess, Phil. This has got to be. Uh, this has got to be. What's his name? Uh,
4: it's not Crapton.
3: No, not Crapton. Uh, you know, the uh, fingers at the gates of something. Iron Maiden. at the. Oh, what's what? it, I, I forget it. Yeah, I'm thinking no, yeah, no, yeah. No,
1: no. No. This is Nenacherry's Cherry's Manchild.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> wee.
0: There was a line in this song that (laughs) I think it said, "I had a dream that you were on a date with the hero of your dreams." Or (laughs) something. Just
4: like, what the fuck? This song is so fucking horrible. Well, it's that's the line that she like has this like spoken word intro where she then says the first several lines that she's about to sing, and for some (laughs) reason, then like five seconds later, sings those same lines. She I, really wanted to drive home the point I played this song for a non-musician Without comment Put it on the car Somebody who's not a musician Without comment And when she hit that note She's like Is it the pain of the drinking of the sadness yeah. of He was like Ooh, Oh, Oh whoa. whoa Even they Even somebody no, who's like was I don't awesome. know how to sing harmony I don't know anything about Harmonic theory Music or anything As soon as that note came out He's like Oh my
0: Whoa What is this <laughs>
4: It's like yeah this is the well, you, you don't, yeah, don't even
0: know, know music theory to know something sucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> if
3: you walk into a room and a painting's crooked you're like that's crooked <laughs> you yeah. <know>? uh, uh, <laughs>
0: regardless of what color it is <laughs>
2: yeah. it's crooked the frame is sideways
1: i i thought of her the other day because i heard eagle-eyed her brother eagle-eyed Cherry's song "Save tonight out kind of in the world here in town and it's trite but it makes for kind of passable yeah, it's cafe music you know yeah it was, it's fun you notice how nana cherry stuff never comes up in that context <laughs> no it
3: does not
4: yeah you don't just like walk in to pick up your takeout and you're just like oh yeah is that the next generation <laughs> playing <laughs> inner city yeah, mama
3: like I, nice. I was getting a cup of coffee today and i heard mbop mm. yesterday at the same coffee shop i heard crossroads by bone thugs and harmony
0: no that's a great nice. song too
3: nana cherry's not showing up no. She's
0: not, no. <laughs> She's not on the Starbucks playlist. So, you weren't standing there waiting for your cappuccino in a buffalo stance? Maybe <laughs> 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 yeah, I was.
3: I, for all I
4: know. Listen, I have to say, I am shocked that anybody voted songs worse than this. <laughs> like, what? I, I'm really in suspense to find out what people's top worst songs were if it's not this. I don't know if there's a possibility you could be more offensive to my ears than this. <laughs> Well, uh, I, you know,
1: I think, Adam, you're safe to talk about your worst song. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, Now? Yes, please. All right.
2: But yeah, mine was the Black Angel Death Song from the Velvet Underground and Nico. <laughs> this tune is the one that's uh, horrible <laughs> and uh, out of tone, out of key, out of tempo with a violin. Uh, sorry, I just described half the album. Um, <laughs> so.
4: <laughs> he just... It's, is that the choo choo choose me song <laughs>
2: yeah. and then there's like a guitar solo that's not re- it's just i would rather listen to nothing or nana cherry on repeat <laughs> than listen to this song damn so that that didn't make that's it rough.
1: that didn't make a huge splash on other people's playlists specifically Adam. i didn't imagine it would but i will say that i did a little breakdown of the most controversial songs songs that appeared on both both best of playlists and worst of playlists, and then I Ooh. looked at the range of those songs, and I have a, a countdown there as well. Okay, and I, I'll give you a hint: we're pretty close to the most controversial song. You want to take a stab at it?
2: Literally, <laughs> something o- something off of uh, Velvet Underground?
4: it <laughs> heroin? Yeah, yes. Ah, uh,
2: yes. yes, yes. And listen, one of these opinions is wrong, and one is correct, mm-hmm. which is that it's amazing. <laughs> so, moving on. But I will have to say the Black Angels' death song is the one where there's like an air compressor, and they just go. <laughs> I'm like, oh come on, man, that's not even like clever.
1: You're just stupid.
2: So all right, I'm done. So interestingly,
1: another really controversial song in that context was the song "Breathe." Ooh, Floyd? Just, Prodigy? just kidding. Prodigy or, and Pink Floyd have both oh. have a song called "Breathe."
4: <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> only reason <laughs> <that could happen. laughs> I have like... Listen, I I hated The Prodigy as much as anybody, but Breathe did not make my bottom 25. I'm oh, surprised it made some bottom 25. Much worse songs on that album even no. than that the,
3: song. The high- I, I didn't I wasn't on that album. I definitely noticed some sort of like recency bias, right? Right? Records I didn't listen to, I would scan them, but it was hard to hate them the same way. <laughs>
0: Well, if you didn't have to as listen to Prodigy every day for a week, you would hate it less. It's,
1: it's it's out of our it's out of our top five, but Serial Thriller made number eight on the worst of list. Yeah. That was in my top five worst. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, so bad. it's bad. pretty terrible. Pretty pretty bad. Okay, moving it right along, let's go back to the best of list. We're at number two now. Things are getting very exciting. And now, of number two, I have a few quotes for you from our last conversation. And Alan, again, you were absent, so if you want to speak first, you're more than welcome. Phil said of this song, this is the ace. Adam said, pure pop perfection. And Rob said, this is the one to add to your
2: mixtape immediately.
1: Uh,
0: I know I which I one says. Yeah. I know
2: which one, yeah.
0: And this was on everyone's list. This note, uh,
1: you skipped it, Alan. Everyone else had it on their list. And in fact, it was number one on Tom, Adam, and Phil's list. So I suppose one of them could speak up now. <laughs> Jesus oh, yeah.
4: Christ. This will be our year. Yeah. It's, hell, oh, what a great song! Hell yeah, fucking such a great
3: yeah. song.
5: I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was done. And I won't forget
2: the way you said, Daddy, I love
5: you. You gave me
2: faith. You go all oh, down with it. And
4: we've only just begun. This will be all left alone to come. By the zombies. Yeah. Oh my God. Tasteful, beautiful, moving. Like, I listened to this song to this day like it's just on a bunch of playlists i put rob i took your advice i put it on a bunch of playlists and every time it comes up i'm like oh hell yeah that that this will be a year yeah. he doesn't hit the, quite hit the note you think he's gonna hit and it's perfect it's goddamn perfect i i had
3: to learn the song to sort of like demystify it like i couldn't I, like i i almost, and it's still like nothing has been taken out of it great yeah it's really great um, I also love the way it's mixed still. I love the way it's got like a really cool vocal and I just love that like late 60s, early 70s. Hard just, panning. Yeah, it's just like we'll let's put this all the way on one side and we'll put the drums all the way on the other side. And why not just have a overdubbed piano solo? Why not just do that? You know, like I just love the I love
4: the bravery. I also noticed that of you know, the drums he is writing. Sixteenth notes on that ride. He's like, "All time really, right?" Which is, I think, actually a sign of a less trained and proficient drummer. Because, like, most, dr- it's actually easier to do the sixteenth notes when you're doing more things with your left hand and your. Uh, right foot to have your right hand just be doing 16th notes as opposed to like you know you're doing things at sort of like counter rhythms with each other so I I noticed that because I I personally when I was playing the drums did that a lot where a good drummer would have done eighth notes on that (laughs) and you know had like a little bit of more interplay with it but it works perfectly it works really well for the song
0: yeah it's a great tune
4: get on the train man Get on this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Alan, definitely listen to that one. What
0: you guys were mentioning is I, I had a different zombie song on, on my list, and it was the song Care of Cell 44. Now, I, that doesn't mean that I didn't think the other song was good. I think what happens is I wonder if not being on an episode, I'm sort of listening to them in a different fashion. Like I'm not, it, you know, there's not like that immersion where
4: you're spending sure. an entire
0: week with something. So if I had been on that episode, that could be different. But it, I mean, that was a good album, though. And, and Carousel
4: 44, also, I think that was within my top 15. Like, that's a, great, that's a great song. Same here. Yeah, that was a great album overall, and we all sort of generally agreed on that, both at the time
1: and in the, in the voting on a few different songs. And, yeah, I'll just say that, you know, this is how I knew. Tom, you kind of mentioned your criteria at the beginning of the episode, that you wanted to boost kind of the newer stuff a little bit farther to the front. And, yeah, I don't think it's the best, but I do think it's a very, very high-quality song. So I think I put it at, like, number 10 or something. Anyway, that was enough to push it over the edge, but uh, still not quite unanimous. Okay, we're almost done our countdown. Moving back to the worst list. And our second, I believe, our second unanimous pick. Only made it to number two, though. Here's a quote from Alan on this one. It makes me question the decision-making process. I really struggle to find what is redeeming about this. It's just terrible.
0: I'm, can, can I take... Oh, yeah, I'll let someone else guess this, because this might be easy.
4: I was going to say, that could be that could describe so many of the songs on this <laughs> yeah. list here.
0: I question the decision-making. That narrows it down. And give you another quote from Tom of the
1: conversation that was had, and I wasn't a part of this conversation. Tom, uh, giving giving feedback uh, to the songwriter who's pitching the song in this role play. Is there a way we can make this more off-putting? Perhaps by putting it in seven? (laughs) (laughs) This is Mother. Yes. Mother on synchronicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was
3: on my list. I don't know how high it was, but it was definitely on my list. It was unanimously. It was my number one.
1: It's the only song we unanimously voted for as bad.
5: telephone is ringing Is that my mother on the phone?
3: <laughs> I think it's like designed to be bad, almost
0: <laughs> I'd love to Rob hear your take as having not been on that original episode, I mean obviously you didn't like it <laughs> It is made so much worse by the fact that it is amidst this forest of excellent
1: pop music excellent musicianship <laughs> It's like let's put Sting on oboe. What the hell were you thinking? And it's it is always it's plagued me for my whole life. And I guess the deal is that Andy Summers contractually gets one song for per police record. But I have to admit, for a long time, I, I owe a formal apology to Stuart Copeland because for a long time I was attributing the songwriting and the vocal to Stuart Copeland on this one and on the. The one on Regatta de Blanc that's similarly bad, but maybe not quite as bad, where he's talking about his son being gay or something. I can't think of what that one's called, but it's also clearly the worst song on the record. So, yeah, I just think the... How unsynchronous of it to be right. so terrible right. in the midst of so many hits.
3: It's
0: so bad. Well, it just... I, I don't understand. You know, we talked about this, I think, with Alanis Morissette, where there's... Every album especially like a pop album is going to have some filler. Like you can't have every song be a banger, mm. but removing this song from that album there it's, there's no subtraction, you know, like it still would have been 40 minutes. It would have, and it would have been phenomenal. like No one would have said, you know what? This is missing some three minute fucking scream fest. <laughs> To be clear, that this is nothing. not filler.
1: Filler <laughs> is intended to roll off your back like water. This does not do that. No, this, this is like high
3: production level and like North oh, African yeah. orchestra. Yep. And like, you know, like, like Rob, you said, it's, it's, it's amongst these other great songs, right? With great musicians. You can hear the musicianship on this track. You can just hear that it's sort of like used for for like evil instead yeah, like, of good. You know, like, they could
2: they could have cut the vocals out, and it could have been like a uh, a boss battle on a Nintendo game or something. This song would be significantly game, you know? better
3: without the
1: vocals. That oh, it, that's actually... Right. That's, like, oh, that's without the vocals, out. you think yeah.
0: nothing of it. It's just
1: it would still be jarring, but it, it fits in the video game. Right, for sure <laughs> you're
2: shooting things at a giant tomb or something uh-huh, i don't know uh-huh.
1: okay before we get into the number ones there was one other thing i looked at that I, I thought we could have a little fun talking about which is most ambivalence towards an album so what i looked at was i took all the albums that we've covered and the total points they scored meaning any song from that album got voted either either bad or good on these ballots and then who had the lowest total score of that meaning we felt neither emotion about them which i think is kind of the biggest insult so so
3: to be clear in this case a negative 50 would actually score a positive 50 because you're just
4: looking for a response because at least it's something
1: like the yeah, like yeah, Meta sure, cherry, yeah, yeah, sure. can't be we on this cared. list because we clearly weren't ambivalent about it yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so if you guys had to guess what are some of the ones on that ambivalent list
2: Femi Cootie number one, Adam. <laughs> yes! Yeah, way to go, Adam. <laughs> Completely did not affect my life at all. <laughs> it was like
0: as though that week didn't happen. I put one of the songs on there on my shit list, but yeah. I didn't have anything personal against it. It was just like this album did nothing, so I need to like memorialize and song that seventeen with minutes it being on the rest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you sort of actually just nailed it. I jumped into was on my, like I said, I broke it up into like three sections, right? Like when I was doing my top. So I sort of had like a review list, like, and that was on my review list. And I sort of buzzed through it, like looking for something that like stuck out, good or bad. And I was just like, uh, I'll just, I'll just come back. So That's a I, lot of drums. Know,
4: right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of percussion.
4: <laughs> I got to imagine that Royksop album, also pretty ambivalent on that one. Yeah. And probably but- the John Martin album too. No, John. No, no, Martin. I, made I, I a lot disagree of lists. about the John Martin. I think John uh, Martin is not even in the top eight of the Ambulance oh, okay. score. okay. Yeah. Well, which good. Is what I. I actually like that album. I didn't put it. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. I like on that on album a lot list. too. But yeah.
3: One of my, one of my well, favorite discoveries. Uh,
1: you know, I wanted some measure of that. You know, because I thought there were there were some other albums. Maybe we'll just run through them quickly, just so we can note them before we get to the number ones on both these playlists and wrap it up. Is there were certain albums where we couldn't quite coalesce on one song that we either hated or loved. But they scored a lot of points overall, either negative or positive. So in a, another example of that, an album we felt very negatively about, but not about a particular song, would be Steve Earle's Guitar Town. Or, or Guitar Town, as it's known.
4: Guitar <laughs> Town.
1: <laughs> Lots of yeah. points scored hey, against it. Hey, little baby,
4: boy, come <laughs> I, yeah, everything.
1: A total of five songs were on people's shit list there. But number of songs that actually made it to the worst of playlist in the top 25, only one. So we couldn't quite we couldn't quite Which one made Which one we're which we're made the it five that won? made
3: the list? Just out of curiosity.
1: Well, the one that is on the aggregate playlist is the title track, "Guitar Town." But mm-hmm. I believe okay. uh, Hillbilly Highway was on somebody's list. I hate that song. It sucks. <laughs> it's just,
0: look, sucks. let go listen to that again and try to tell me that song doesn't suck ass.
4: Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck as much as Fearless Heart sucks, in my opinion. <laughs> Fearless I Heart was on the list. I yeah. hated that song.
5: <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah so, and, and another example of that on the positive side would be the Beatles' Let It Be. Didn't. None of the songs cracked the top ten, but obviously we like the Beatles. We just picked a lot of different songs. It scored high on an overall album uh, basis, you know? So just maybe worth noting a couple of those. Wait, ones. wait, there's mm. a, there's
3: an outlier on Let It There's an outlier <laughs> on Let It Be, Rob, which is Dig It Is Terrible. Dig yes. It is not a song. Dig That's It is Brad's bad. garbage.
4: It's better right. than Maggie May.
3: I don't
4: know about that. Ah, uh, but yeah. Maggie Mays is a
3: terrible song. Dig it is just John Lennon high on heroin saying things while people play behind him. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of tracks like that. Aren't
3: there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's John Lennon. He's not, you know, he's not Ozzy Osbourne, right?
4: Like <laughs> I think Ozzy was a coke guy, okay? We yeah, clearly established def- that. Faux sure. <laughs>
3: show.
1: Okay. I think we should be looking to to wrap this up here and then give some final thoughts. Let's go Let's back to thing. the best. The number one best song. And I'm going I'm to prime the pump by just giving you six through 10, and then we'll, we'll lead in and talk about number one. So, six through 10 on the list are Back to Black, Synchronicity 2, Oliver's Army, Le Femme d'Argent, and really? Time. Wow.
0: Le Femme oh, d'Argent is a sleeper one. Si-
1: since you ask, it is. A unanimous vote. Every single person put Femme d'Argent on their list.
4: I put that on my list, too, but I, didn't, I had no concept it was going to make it in the top ten. I don't think it was in my top well, ten. Well, the
0: unanimity, might that be a reason it yeah. went up yeah, there? Yeah, it, this, yeah. This,
1: this methodology rewards It was number 39 more. on my list. I had two
3: or three songs on that record. Again, I was thinking more like if somebody was to listen yeah, to so my playlist, I. I might want them to discover something that I, in this case, rediscovered.
1: So, so to my mind, no huge surprises except maybe that one and particularly the fact that it was unanimous when there were only a total of four songs we were unanimous about. We couldn't even unanimously agree on the worst song in total, which you'll see shortly. But we could agree on the best song. Every single person put this on their playlist. It scored a total of 211 points. Tom says of it, they come in hard, they come in fast, they get out, they leave you wanting more. It's the perfect Opening song.
4: Oh fuck! I know what this one is. <laughs> I, I have a sense. What do, what do you think it is, Alan?
0: I think it's "Good Times, Bad Times" by Zeppelin. Only because I know I had it really high on my list, and it's an opening track, and it meets, meets all yeah, that criteria. That's also what mentioned. I would have said.
2: And here we are back at the beginning, boys—the very first
1: Whoa.
3: album we covered.
2: Oh, that's very interesting. Very. That is wild. Uh.
4: bang on the song it really it that's it a is, really good song it's undeniable I actually right? I had I think at least one maybe two Zeppelin songs on my wor- I had two songs from this album on my worst of list too but yeah this was this was in my top 10 for best of yeah you know since you mentioned it's on Black Mountainside was actually the
1: second most controversial track
5: Oh. Mm.
1: some labeled it terrific some labeled it quite oh, bad I, I hate that song oh, I like that song <laughs> I I dig
2: that tune. Well, that's funny because we recently talked about Bonham uh, coming into the studio with the Black Sabbath guys. And that brought me... uh, Rob, I think you had mentioned the quote that... uh, uh, What's the drummer's name in Sabbath? It's like John. Bill Ward. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Ward. Bill Ward. Bill. He was saying that Bonzo was kicking the crap out of his drums. And I thought about this opening track good times bad times and he gets that triplet on the kick totally. and it's just oh well, it's, 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 and amazing. it's so
3: cool too right because like it comes in the song's awesome like it's sort of like it it shows up quickly right but then it does like once Plant starts singing it sort of settles into this place where like maybe just for a second this could be any other British rock song, but no. Like they drop the riff and then that kick drum pops yeah, through and you're like, right. no, this is something yeah. else. Right? Special. Yeah, yeah, totally.
4: I feel like this song also gives each member of the band their place to shine. You get the 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 the, the drum breaks, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> the bass breaks, yeah. Yeah. plant comes in mm-hmm. with the great and he even gets harmony on himself, which he doesn't often get, as Rob pointed out in there. Like I think it might be one of the only songs on the album with harmony on it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah.
4: it really is a showcase for every member of that band. Yeah. And again, back to,
0: this is obviously a consistent theme, but being the sort of song one album, one introduction to the band, you know, I know there's a lot of like controversy around them as a band and like possible sort of thievery of songs and all that. But like, that's just a absolute definite
4: thievery of songs.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) No doubt. But that, that song is just... It's, it's damn near a perfect song. And yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, it's a microcosm of everything they are. And it is a mission statement for their entire career. Wow. Bravo, boys. Nice. Okay, on to the real prize here, guys.
4: Oh, yeah, I like how we saved the worst for last. That is very much in line <laughs> with the way that we us. think about it. Oh, yeah, it's the yes. Delaware
3: way, dude, for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at number one on the worst of list and fart
2: drum roll. (laughs) Not,
1: not unanimous, not unanimous decision. Four of five, put it on their list. Although the fifth did mention a couple other songs from this particular record. I'll give some quotes from our last conversation. Phil says it feels like a really watered down version of something else. That's bad. (laughs) Rob said, this is some seriously lame white guy. Calypso we're deep in jimmy buffett territory here tom says succinctly this is a failure
4: <laughs> is this i shot the sheriff no you're close though uh, is it something, <laughs> is it something on willie in the hand jive? <laughs> it's willie in it. the hand jive.
1: Eh,
5: yes so
1: but <laughs> eric crapton <laughs>
5: I do that crazy hand jive too Mama, mama, look at Uncle Joe He's doing the hand jive with Sister Flo I'm a gay baby sister time I do that hand jive one more
2: Angel. Oh my god uh,
4: This is Laziest where we need the, This is where we need the cash grab uh, Sound drop yeah, here. Man. Right.
0: It's the most god, warmed over song. You know I mean there's a song called D minor jam Like that sounds like something <laughs> like <laughs> Medesky Martin Wood would do But it would actually be good <laughs> Yeah but they
3: would call it something like You know like Frankenstein's teeth Or something right? They would call
4: it D <laughs> like a minor yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a good title. Crapton can't he
2: can't muster the strength to open his mouth to deliver the lines.
0: I feel like it reminds that whole album it's reminds me of like you ever go to just, you know, random like festival that's happening in town or like a little street fair and there's some just fucking washed worn ass blues band that's playing the most milk toast <laughs> bullshit. Right. That is what this whole album is. And it's it's the most fucking lukewarm bullshit. Rob, I, yeah. I believe
4: I said of this song also that uh, this is the one that convinced me that Eric Clapton is just casually racist. Um, <laughs> and I stand by that. I think yeah, history yeah, has proven the, that the, to be the a last, fact. The last
3: few months have really, really helped you build a case there. <laughs> God damn it, Eric What is Clapton. this song even about? What is this hand jive? He's talking about doctors and lawyers. It's
2: and, a... It's a dance, so I actually looked this up. I think it's a reference to like it might even be another song. It's a cover the song. 50s. Yeah, it's a Johnny no, remember he yeah. stole
1: it from an immigrant. That guy was a
2: Greek immigrant. Who had Johnny Oh yeah. yes, yes. And the hand jive is like a dance that they were doing back in the day. I think it's like the Lindy,
4: right? Exactly. <laughs> God, that is it.
3: That that record is really. I just can't believe it's so well regarded.
4: Yeah. If I can just <laughs> sum it all up, fuck Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that sums up the podcast,
1: I think. The, the whole, 50 episodes in. The whole 50 got. episodes. So there are four yep. Eric Clapton songs on our top 25, worst of. So I, I strongly recommend that you go and learn to hate those songs if you haven't heard them yet. What are the four that made it? Number one, Willie and the Hand Jive. We have I Can't Hold Out coming in at number 12. We have Motherless Children coming in at oh 18. And
2: the yeah. happiest yeah, song about yeah, yeah. we'll Motherless
3: Children. I'll kick yeah. off my comeback with this reel.
1: And we have I Shot the Sheriff coming in at 22. Oof.
3: You, know what actually, you know, it's actually something. Let me just double check this. Motherless Children, yes. Johnny Otis, yes. Shot the Sheriff, yes. Can't Hold Out. Yes, all of those are cover songs. Clapton didn't even write those songs. He just picked them up, phoned them in, asked for a big fat check, probably stuck it right in his arm. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, this has been a lovely trip down memory lane.
5: <laughs> On that note.
1: <laughs> I think all these, I think these playlists are a lot of fun to listen to. They're a lot of fun to compile. I hope you had fun chatting about them. Any, anything we missed that you want to rep, that you want to spew some hate at or, or, heap some praise on before we, we call it a day from your personal list. But we, we do have the, uh, the playlists out there in order the aggregate playlists in the, uh, notes. And I'll also link everyone's individual playlist in the notes.
4: I have a question for you, Rob. Um, I voted as my third worst song, that MIA song Mango Pickle Down River. Yes. Anybody else put that one Came on? Came in as number six on the list. Okay. I, I had All the, right. I had the
0: song twenty dollar by MIA. Mm, I <laughs> had, oh, was it Banga Banger? Yeah. Bamboo Banger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one
3: yeah, that one stuck out for
1: me. Boo Bang uh, also made it to the top twenty five worst. It's at number fifteen. Oh, so yeah, bang, let's boo-bang. I'll read down the the aggregate list a little farther. So you got Milky Cereal at number five, Mango Pickled Down River. Kind of surprised that one didn't score higher. Uh,
4: I mean, honestly, she gets out-wrapped by eight-year-olds. It's
1: really right. <laughs> impressive. We have the Alanis Morissette song Perfect at Ooh. seven.
0: That was bad.
1: Budgy Cereal Thrilla at eight. These are, tr- are truly oh, terrible yeah, okay. I mean, this is a great <laughs> compilation of terrible. <laughs> we have Madonna's Love Song, the one that she collaborated in Close with Prince on. Not at number is. nine, and then drive like Jay Hughes. Do you compute at number ten?
4: That was actually my like second favorite song on that album, and it's still I don't think it actually made my list. But if we were going to the top thirty, it would have. Dude, list. if you just took out him going, it's still.
0: Out, come out. If you just took that out, it would be like not as offensive. Well, Tom ruined it. Well, he didn't. Thick bit. <laughs>
2: Dick Tom bed. doing his impression of Do well, You spe- Speaking of is, impressions, number eleven is High Plains
1: Drifter, I, and
4: I can't get Adam doing out of my now. Head.
2: Make my withdrawal. That
4: that, I mean, that had to have been all because Adam put that as like his number two or something, right? <laughs> no, I think I had mine in in the top twelve. I think
0: probably. Yeah, I
1: think High Plains Drifter is a pretty terrible song. Some other highlights from the worst of list Turn Blue from the Iggy Pop record Can all take a moment to remember how terrible that was Let's see Downtown The B-52's cover Another completely unnecessary cover
4: I think that was my favorite song on that B-52's album That's not saying too much And I also don't disagree with its placement on the list (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that Nana Cherry did not make it on there more than she did. I had, let's see, one, uh, two, three. Five of her,
1: yeah, five of her songs in total got mentioned, but only one were we able to coalesce and put it on the list. That, see, right. so it was the second least popular album by Points. Crapton being number one, where seven of his songs got called
4: out on the worst of players. As long
0: as we can escape this podcast with having a definitive worst album. Yeah.
4: Oh, that's yeah, the worst I'm album. I'm good with that's that. The, that's just the most offensive album to me. It's galling. I'd I'd rather listen to Nana Cherry because at least she was like trying something. She's like a real person. It sucked, <laughs> but she was like trying something. Else. Yeah. Points wise,
1: it goes Clapton far in the lead of worst album by points, then Nana Cherry, then Bee Gees than MIA.
4: Cool. Well, it's been anybody, fun. Quick, quick question. Did anybody else put Paper Planes on their top 50 list? Because I think that might have been, like, number 49 for me on my top 50. It might 50. have been
3: on my list, but I don't think
1: so. I definitely I reviewed definitely, it.
4: Yeah, I definitely considered it, but it might have gotten bumped off. I listened to that song again recently, and I was like, it's, it's a good song. The rest of the album's really bad, so maybe I was giving it more praise because of the contrast, but yeah, still think it's a good song.
3: You know, now that we've gone gone through the list, you know, I, I would just like to say that, you know, this really has been a fun, you know, sort of experiment over the last year just to try to listen to some new different stuff. I definitely feel like that John Martin record was a good discovery. I definitely think that Ice Cube record, which I wasn't even on, but I listened to it a bunch of times because it got rescheduled and then I couldn't make it. The records awesome. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, and I I hope that you listeners have also experienced some uh, a musical awakening because of this. Again, our lists might have uh, confirmed the stuff that we already like, but I did find more stuff in that vein that I like, and so yeah. Well, but I think I there's also, also something to be fun. said
0: for you know always liking the things you've always liked. In in that it becomes a part of you, and you know just coming across new albums wouldn't necessarily like dislodge those things from your you know Mount Rushmore type of albums
1: sure
4: yeah
2: yeah
1: i definitely see some that... new stuff on the on the overall list i mean if i can speak for all of us in a very general way i see the zombies that i think was a new discovery for us i see john martin i see spirit solomon burke i know that was a tom you know tom was, that was more a familiar good one. with him still but yeah like you know i see some relatively like new things that pushed their way in for sure
3: I, I really do mean this. The uh, the algorithms really insist that I love Funkadelic and Parliament, and they've fed them to me, and now I do really like Funkadelic and
1: Parliament. <laughs> I was tempted to call you out personally for putting Maggot Brain in your top like 25 songs. I don't ever. think, no,
3: I don't have Maggot Brain in there. I have the <laughs> other
1: one.
4: Uh, I think it's mm. called You Can Get To That. Can You Get To That? I think I, I had Maggot get brain, get brain in no. the top. Oh, sorry, maybe I meant Alan then. Yeah. Yeah. I can you get to that was my twenty seven number twenty seven. I think I was, like that's a top great song. ten for
3: me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, actually before we leave, we gotta spin that albinator and decide what we're gonna be listening
4: to this week. So, Tom, you wanna take uh, it away, buddy? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Oh yeah. That's right. So thank you for sticking with us through uh this trip down memory lane. But now we're talking about the future, people. So, homework assignment for next week. We will be listening to drum roll, please. Okay, the album Rings Around the World by Super Furry Animals. Huh. Which uh I don't know. I've
3: heard of them, but I don't know this record.
2: I've heard of them. Again, I am I the only person who hasn't heard of these guys. I don't know the
1: record, but I they're they're definitely underground. Okay. They don't have like a hit or anything. But What's I remember the vein? I remember in the Chop days this okay. uh, a couple of their discs got circulated, but not this one.
0: Yeah, I've seen. It's like I've seen their name around, and I, I people seem to regard Something them in a certain new. way. But I couldn't name a single song.
4: I'm gonna guess that they're like avant garde. Is that true? It's <laughs> super, super fuzzy town. What is it? Furry again? convention. Adam. I know
1: that they're. I know that they're Welsh, so they have cool furry, accents. Thank you. And hard, hard oh. to discern song names. What's sometimes. the name of this record again?
4: Ooh, duh. the name of the record is Rings <laughs> Around the World. Okay. Cool. Wow. Well. Okay, well,
1: it's going to be a fun week.
4: Looking forward to that. We'll
1: see you all next week. (laughs) We've been, let us know what you think. If you want to give us some feedback over at the email address, 1001albumcomplaints at Gmail. Go ahead and leave us a rating or a review on whatever podcast app you're using if you care to. Every little bit helps us out or share it with another musical nerdy friend that might like it we always appreciate that
2: or a non-nerdy musical friend maybe or your too. weird neighbor that you've been looking for an excuse to start up a conversation with we would love to be the fodder for that awkward uh engagement everything so is to talk to their neighbors
0: Adam. everything is projection <laughs> he out, hey neighbor <laughs> nice to meet you do you like eric Clapton or not <laughs> Because I'll just move now. Turf War.
1: Well, to your point, this episode could be a nice encapsulation of what's actually good. We're finally making a very clear recommendation of some songs you actually should listen to and other ones you should learn to hate.
2: Only took a year.
1: There you go, Only folks. Only took a year. There you go. Cool. Well, however you want to use this podcast in your life and <laughs> social interactions, please, please do. And let us know. For 1001 Album Complaints, I've been Rob. I've
2: been Tom. I'm Adam. I'm
1: And I've been Phil. Boosh.